Amen. Well, it's great to be in the house of the Lord this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to the book of Revelation, chapter 16. Revelation 16, verse 15. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Just a few weeks ago now, I asked the question at JC Revival Bible Camp, if we knew without a shadow of doubt that Jesus Christ was returning tomorrow, what would change today? What would we lay down today? What would we bring to the altar today? I wonder, would our playlists change? Would our schedules change? Would our priorities change? Would our entertainments change? Would our associations change? Would our conversations change? Our convictions change? Our focus change? Would we quickly cry out for renewed mind, a renewed spirit, and a clean heart? The ESV reads, Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. I told him that night that I didn't know if we'd see the next morning. Yet the sun did rise the next day. I told him I didn't know if we'd make it home. We did. Would September come? It has. As I told them, I tell the church today, this is not about striking fear into us to scare us into following Jesus because that is not a real relationship with Jesus. The reality is this, he is coming back. And the reality is not one of us in this room this morning knows when. Matthew 24, verses 36 to 44, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Listen to these words. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark 
And they did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this. That if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. If we knew a thief was coming to our house, yet we didn't know when, but one day could be today, could be tomorrow, could be next week, next month, next year. What would our manner be with this knowledge, with this insight, with this revelation, with this reality? Would we not install a security system? Would we not upgrade our current system? Would we test it? to make sure it works? Would we grab our guns and have them ready? Would we test the locks? Would we install stronger doors? Would we bar the windows? Would we watch? Would we never sleep? Would we keep our garments lest we be taken out of our house naked? And exposed. I remember when I was younger, our home being broken into on more than one occasion. It wakes you up. It puts you on guard. One of the times we arrived home and they were still in the house. My father took a massive beam of wood and would jam it between the stairs and the back door. So to secure the house, every time we left the house, every time before bed. The first night trying to sleep after being broken into isn't easy. It keeps you up. It keeps you up in the watches of the night. Even news of friends or family on the same block being broken into can set you on edge in the night can keep you up in the night, even though you rest safe in your own home. The Bible says, do not give the enemy even a foothold. I feel to add this. One time we were broken into, that beam was in place, but there was a window in the basement. We thought all was safe, a barred window. We broke the window, grabbed hold of a small child to obviously crawl through the bars and open the back door. You see, this is what can happen in our lives, and this is what can take place in our lives. We hear a message like this, we read scriptures like this, and it grips us. Things quickly change. 
It makes us really think. It makes us examine things. It sets us on edge. But we get through the first night. Nothing happens. We get through the second. And soon weeks pass and months pass. And the watchfulness that had taken hold of us passes away. The reality of what we're talking about today, behold, I come as a thief. And soon the reality passes away. No longer the forefront of our mind. We no longer live ready. Casting off watchfulness. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1-3. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 4, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. Listen to 2 Peter 3.10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Revelation 3.3, remember therefore how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief. And you will not know what hour I will come upon you. I'd like to say this morning that a thousand days can come and go. And yet, the day will come. The reality is, Jesus Christ is returning. The reality is, not one of us knows when. Number one, wake up. Romans 13, verses 11 to 14, and do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. You see, in the natural, of course, we need sleep. But can we hear the Spirit of the Lord calling us to wake up? Calling believers to wake up. Calling churches to wake up. Calling sons and daughters and fathers and mothers to wake up. The day of our redemption draws near. It's time to rise and to stand ready. It's time to come out of slumber. The Message Bible reads, get out of bed and get dressed. 
Don't loiter and linger, waiting until the very last minute. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. Wake up. Number two today, get ready. How many know it's too late to get ready when the thief has come? It's too late to prepare yourself. It's too late to call the security system. It's too late to test the system, to test the bars, to test the locks. It's too late. It's too late to prepare yourself. It's too late to get dressed. It's too late to get ready. We are to put on Christ, and we are to put on Christ now. The Voice Bible, and now consider this. You know well the times you are living in. It is time for you to wake up and see what is right before your eyes. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The darkness of night is dissolving as dawn's light draws near. So walk out on your old dark life and put on the armor of light. May we all act as good and respectful people, living today the same way as we will in the day of his coming. Do not fall into the patterns of dark living, wild partying, drunkenness, sexual depravity, decadent gratification, quarreling, and jealousy. Instead, wrap yourselves in the Lord Jesus, God's anointed, and do not fuel your sinful imagination by indulging your self-seeking desire for the pleasures of the flesh. I want to ask this morning, are you awake? Are you ready? Are you awake? Are you ready? Hear the word of the Lord today. Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. Are we awake? And are we ready? Number three, watch Revelation 16, 15, Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches. Blessed is he who watches. That is to watch. It's to give strict attention to. It's to be cautious and active. It's to take heed, lest through remission, and indolence, laziness, idleness, lethargy, apathy, sluggishness, some destructive calamities suddenly overtake one. It is to be vigilant. You know what the Lord says to us today? Blessed are you who watch. Blessed is he who watches. Blessed is the home that watches. Blessed is the married couple that watches. Blessed is the son, the daughter who watches. Blessed is the saint who watches. Who's awake and ready and watching. Number four. Don't let watchfulness pass away. Revelation 16, 15, Behold, I come like a thief. God's blessing is with the one who remains awake and fully clothed in me and will not walk about naked, exposed to disgrace. I want to say to all of us here this morning, don't let time have its way with your watchfulness. Like I said at the beginning of the message, a message like this can grip us. A message like this 
can cause us to quickly examine ourselves. Scriptures like this can set us on edge. The reality that we don't know when Jesus Christ is returning, that it could be tonight, it could be before this message is over. But if we make it past today and past tomorrow and next week, should the Lord tarry, will we let watchfulness slip away? Will we let watchfulness pass away? Will we no longer watch? Will we take off our garments? Will we lay down to rest and fall to slumber? Wake up, O sleeper. The day of our redemption draws near. If the Lord should tarry any longer, may we continue in watchfulness. Hebrews 10, verse 35 to 39. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Number five, look up. I want to share words with you this morning from the late David Wilkerson. So fitting for today. As Christians in Paul's day sensed the destruction of Jerusalem drawing near, they wanted to know more about prophetic events. They were fearful over rumors about the ruthlessness of invading armies who took multitudes captive into slavery. It caused these believers to sense that perilous times were close at hand. So they asked Paul to tell them more about what was to come. Write to us how to read the times. Paul responded with these words of assurance of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write to you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. First Thessalonians 5, 1 and 2. Paul described to them what would take place when Christ returned. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with our Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Paul's exhortation to them was meant to be an encouragement. He was saying, in essence, there's no need for you to fret about those things coming on the earth. You don't have to be overly concerned about all the fearful signs and calamities. You well know what this is about. It is all signaling the coming of the Lord Jesus to take away his people. The truth 
is that history is going somewhere. We can be sure that the swift current of unfolding events today is carrying us toward God's eternal purpose. The world is not adrift. The Lord hasn't abandoned the earth. No matter how wicked and faithless humankind has become, rather God has simply picked up the pace And what we are seeing now is a swift movement of events toward the one divine event ahead, the recreation of a new heaven and earth where Christ will reign supreme for all eternity. As followers of Christ, our focus is not to be on the daily reports, the daily news reports. We are not to dwell on wars and rumors of wars, nor on the possibility of a nuclear accident, nor on other things that are coming on the earth. When Jesus said in that day, look up, He is talking about where our focus should be. Luke 21, verse 28. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. The voice Bible reads, so when the troubles begin, don't be afraid, look up. Raise your head high because the truth is that your liberation is fast approaching. pace is picked up. It's increased. Now is the time to awake. Now is the time to be ready and get ready and remain ready. Now is the time to watch. Now is the time to clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus. Now is the time to look up for our redemption draws near. told the students at camp, and I say today, that I am not here to convince you to love Jesus. I am not here to try and twist your arm into devotion and to get you to go through the motions and act out the part. I'm not here today to try and get you to falsify love, passion, or desperation. I will simply say this, in the end, it's what counts and what matters the most. The reality is that he is coming back. And the reality is that no one here this morning knows when. The reality is that not one of us knows how much time we have on this earth. Should the Lord tarry, What if we are taken from this life before the second coming of Jesus Christ? Many that were looking for that day, that were looking up, that were ready, that were awake, that had clothed themselves in Christ, that were watching, that were looking up for their redemption was drawing near. The day of the Lord was closer than when they first believed. Many of those have passed from this life. Should the Lord tarry, and should we be taken before the second coming of Jesus? The reality is not one of us knows. We can't add to our life. Wake up. Get ready. Watch. Don't let watchfulness pass away.
look up, for our redemption draws near. I asked this morning, if you knew without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ was returning tomorrow, what would change today? What would you lay down today? What would you bring to the altar today? Would your playlist change? Would your schedule change? Would your entertainments change? Would your associations change? Would your conversations change? Would you quickly cry out for a renewed mind, a renewed spirit, and a clean heart? Would you wrap yourself in the Lord Jesus? Would you change things at home? Would you come to church more? Would you pray more? I wonder if we knew that he was returning tomorrow, would we make it to the 6 p.m. service? Would we worship more? Would we give more? Would we serve more? Would we witness more? If we knew without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus was returning tomorrow, would we witness today? Would we reach out and try and speak to even one person? If he was coming tomorrow, what would change today, right now, in this moment? Can have the worship team return. Further words from David Wilkerson, June 2nd, 2016. A dear Christian woman in Louisiana wrote to our ministry. Last Sunday, this her letter, last Sunday our pastor asked for testimonies of what God has been doing during the week. His own five-year-old son stood up and said, I had a dream last night. Jesus told me he's coming soon. The Holy Spirit used that child to remind God's people of a glorious truth. He continues, Sadly, the present generation knows less about the return of Christ than any generation in the past. Jesus' coming is seldom preached in churches anymore. Indeed, multitudes who call themselves Christians don't want to hear about the subject. Why? Life is good for most people, including Christians, and the focus is on how to keep the good times rolling. Just as Lot's wife, many are possessed by what they own. They have become addicted to the things of this world, and in their minds, Jesus' coming would be disruptive. I have heard of churchgoers that mock the possibility of Jesus' anytime return. They scoff at the idea he would come back soon. Indeed, there is a doctrine that states our Lord won't return for thousands of years. The idea is that the church will be given all that time to evangelize the world and set up a new world order before Christ comes back to reign as king. The Apostle Peter addresses these things, saying, There shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? 
For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. 2 Peter 3, 3 and 4. Peter speaks a pointed word to all such willfully ignorant people. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Second Peter 3.10 I ask you today what needs to change right now in this moment. Wake up. Get ready. Don't let watchfulness pass away. Watch. Look up for the day of our redemption draws near. The day of your redemption draws near. Let's stand this morning.